Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hello and welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. I'm Reagan, and it is the April 27th episode of the podcast. John, we have a lot of news to talk about today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. So to get to all this news, let's do a little news around the world segment, kind of just talk about some of the things that are going on, and then we'll dive into two of those in particular. But uh, as some of you know, it is one day until the draft. That would be tomorrow, I think, is the first few rounds of the draft. And then we also have some news about some trades. Uh, Darren Waller possibly going from the Raiders to the Packers. Uh, Debo Samuel is in play, maybe going to the Jets. The Nets got clean-sweeped by the Boston Celtics, and... The Broncos have extended Melvin Gordon's contract. So let's talk about Debo Samuel's possible trade and Darren Waller's possible trade. What do you think, starting with Debo Samuel, he's going to be one of the top prospects, wide receivers, people are looking to get. And I think the 49ers have made it clear that they're trying to trade him. Is that right? Yeah, they well, <laughs> they know that they're not to trade him because Debo wants to get out of there. But, you know, John Lynch, obviously, like we talked about, he, he said that uh, he he kind of just wants – he does, there's no way he can imagine himself getting rid of Debo Samuel, but that's really not his option or his choice as he wants out. They also uh, – the 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 way it looks right now and what I've been hearing is is the Jets are the front runners to get Debo Samuel. That That's kind of the team everyone's looking at as the most likely. And they're also saying that they're going to make a huge contract or a huge uh, trade package – to the 49ers that they simply cannot turn it down. What that means is anybody's guess, but if it happens over the next, I mean, it have to happen in the next like 24 hours from right now because the draft is going to be uh, happening tomorrow. So they've got to make this decision happen quick if they're after draft choices. But a huge package probably would result in a lot of first round picks, maybe a couple second round picks and some players. I mean, that's obviously probably what they're going to be going after here. But I mean, it's one of those things that, it's just going to depend on on kind of where where this 49ers team sees themselves at and if they do get Debo Samuel if you're the Jets how much does uh, how much does this kind of boost your team cuz obviously getting a player like Debo can boost any franchise and bring him to the next level but you're also going to have to invest your draft choices and be smart with how much you give the 49ers because the 49ers are you know just a couple of tweaks a couple of different players now maybe a little bit further back but still in a relatively good spot to win and maybe even get to the Super Bowl over the next couple of seasons they're in perfect position I think the quarterback position is going to have to have some answers because we still haven't seen Trey Lance play for any solid amount of time so we're still a little confused about what he can do on the football field but there's a lot of hype around him and the possibility that he can definitely do this offense for years to come if you're the Jets you're just so young uh, and you're starting quarterbacks a second year guy um, you had a second-year head coach, so you're and you're just kind of establishing your identity. And so far, it hasn't really worked out. Kind of a disappointing first season, which is kind of understandable based off of how young your team truly is. But getting a leadership guy like Debo, a guy that's been in the playoffs and knows what he's doing, is good. But he's also going to cut his his role in half, where he doesn't want to be the gadget wide receiver slash running back guy. He wants to be the just a plain wide receiver. So obviously, that's going to hurt contract talks for him. But it's also going to hurt the Jets because I believe him being used in both ways uh, made the 49ers so productive and so useful. If he doesn't do the same thing for the Jets, 
Um, I believe he's he'll help, and he gets that little bit of a gadget kind of wide receiver that can definitely play complementary football with Corey Davis. So that's good. But you also want to be careful not getting away too many of your draft choices for yourself because you're also trying to boost and grow a franchise that's super young. So going all in on Debo Samuel might end up hurting you in the long run, or it could prohibit you from getting to where you want to get for, I mean, kind of postpone that for a little while. And that could also hurt your ability to keep Debo Samuel for the near future as he will want to play for a winning franchise. And that's just going to be something that's the natural curve of all players. They'll go from a good franchise to a bad franchise, hoping to turn that franchise around. They can't do it and they'll leave. So obviously you want to make sure you don't get into that situation where you invest so much and then he ends up leaving because you invested too much and you gave too much away. So there's a lot of questions to be answered. Uh, Personally, I think the answers will probably come in this year's draft. I hope they trade some draft choices, and I'd like to see this come to fruition over the next 24 hours. I think that would be you know, entertaining to kind of see how that all shakes out, what this huge package deal looks like. Because I don't think the 49ers really want to get draft choices for next year's draft. I don't think that makes much sense, but... I mean, well, yeah, they they're going to probably time. look to replace him. I mean, yeah, this is the year to do it. There, there's plenty of good dra- uh, draft choices. And then this will also put to bed the rumor of DK Metcalf possibly going to the Jets as well. Yeah. Because obviously they don't need DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel, especially if they give such a big deal to the 49ers. Yeah, they um, just can't so, afford it. So, <laughs> yeah, obviously. So yeah, I think uh, I think there's a lot of really cool stuff going on here, and there's going to be some answers that we're going to be having over the next couple of weeks, regardless if they do it tomorrow or if they do it tonight or yep. if they do it in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be coming to a head here in the near uh, near future. Yeah, let's switch to the Darren Waller trade. And Darren Waller has been, I think, a pretty decent tight end. Um, he's been good for fantasy points, pretty consistent over the past few years with the Raiders. What do you think the motive is for trading him to Green Bay? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think, I mean, I haven't really heard much else besides the one rumor that I heard uh, about this. I would be shocked if the Raiders got rid of him. I mean, he's such a good football player for that organization and for that roster. Uh, he fits in so well. I think this is just desperation for the Packers. It's really just like they're probably calling around everyone around the league and saying we need help, we need wide receivers, uh. we need something to build our franchise back up because Sammy Watkins is not the guy to do that. I mean, you have Randall Cobb, you got Aaron Rodgers, you got Aaron Jones, you got a couple of good tight ends. It's just... You know, they just forced it together. They tried to build a puzzle that doesn't fit together, and they're trying to put it together after losing everybody <laughs> to free agency or just leaving in general. Yeah, so they're and just looking for that extra piece. They need an extra piece, and ultimately, you're not probably going to get any of these teams to bite. I mean, Darren Waller's wanting to stay where he's at. You're going to have to really just look around the league and see if there's anyone available. They need to be calling the Rams about OBJ as there's some possibility that he may or may not resign with the Rams, see what his availability is, try to make some play there. Maybe he won't want to go to you after you kind of shunned him last year um, with kind of paying Devontae Adams or saying you're going to pay Devontae Adams the big money and now he's gone. So now you're kind of like, oh, crap, what have we done? But you're going to be careful there. It's just one of those things. This roster, it's going to have to either happen. through. I think ultimately it doesn't happen all this all that often. But I believe in this case and in this scenario, it's going to have to happen through the draft. That's where they're going to get better because I don't see them signing any free agencies that are going to be worthwhile this season. And then they're going to have to kind of work around Aaron Rodgers and his contract and all the stuff that just goes into it. I think this team is on the verge of, I mean, I think they're already kind of not 
I think they're on the verge, but kind of falling off the edge a little bit. And that's really because, I mean, besides Aaron Rodgers, they really don't have that veteran talent, that guy that can really command things. And Aaron Rodgers isn't going to stick around for all that much longer. Like he'll, he'll play out his contract and all that, but I, I don't see him being around for too, too much longer. So they're going to have to figure out who they are and what their identity looks like. And with Jordan Love and he's not getting any time on the football field, that brings in a lot of questions as well. But ultimately, I'd be shocked if this trade went through. Um, obviously, we'll keep you posted on MES Sports if anything else happens with it. But I just think it's one of those things where the Green Bay Packers are just putting out feelers, seeing what's happening. But they're just going to have to hold on tight tomorrow's the draft and make some plays, make some big splashes, and give the 49er fans something to be look forward to. Because right now, <laughs> I'm feeling a little yeah. bit of uh, depression coming from there. Yeah. All right, very interesting. Let's switch gears to the uh, playoffs. And we've got the 76ers and Golden State Warriors both one game away from putting it away and going, moving on. Uh, the Golden State Warriors lead 3-1, to one, and the 76ers lead 3-2. to two. So 76ers playing tomorrow night, Golden State tonight. Do you think Golden State's going to put it away tonight and then the 76ers will just follow, put it away? Or do you think the Raptors and uh, Nuggets have something to say about that? Yeah, I think it's. I think. Well, I'm gonna start with the seven, or the the Warriors games because that's an actually entertaining series. Uh, I I really thought the this Nuggets team collected themselves, regathered, and put on the court, and they basically took their frustration that they've been having throughout the games, and they, you know, put that into more productive way and and made it a hustle on the court, knocking down shots, playing with an energy that you didn't really see, and they're not getting all the fouls, the technicals, and just letting that frustration fly. They're kind of playing the basketball that they need to be playing. And ultimately that resulted in having both teams within uh, an upwards of 70 points early with like seven minutes in the third quarter. And that's because a lot of the shots were just dropping for both of these squads. And the Nuggets were getting a lot of three-point plays. They were getting a lot of steals. They were hustling for the basketball. They were getting inside and making plays. They were just doing everything that you want them to do to have success. So does that mean they'll claw back to the series and possibly even win it? It's going to depend on two things. One, do they play with the same energy, the same skill, and the same dedication that they played with when they played? I think it was a couple of days ago. Is that the same Nuggets team that we get? Or And B, is it the same Warriors team that we get the same Warriors team? Because if it's the same Warriors team that's playing sloppy, getting turnovers, and you know, kind of falling behind a little bit, then I say by all means this game could fall in Nuggets' favor. But in all likelihood, I think the Warriors will come back, you know, strong, kind of have something to say about. It. I think it'll be turning to a literal shootout where both teams are just using the three-point uh, play to their advantage and getting as many of those as they possibly can because both these teams have great three-point shooting t- players. Mm-hmm. And I ultimately, from the beginning of this, I thought that the uh, the Nuggets would win at least one game. And I think that's probably what's going to end up happening. I think the Warriors are going to be able to put it away and kind of shut it up and kind of keep it quiet and, and just kind of be a little bit of a bump in the road. Because ultimately, the Nuggets didn't win by all that much. The, the Warriors were still pretty close. So yeah. they can clean up some of those turnovers and get rid of those steals and just kind of play and do the, and get some steals for themselves, but don't let the Nuggets steal it from them. Yep. And kind of keep into the game, make sure they don't fall behind, and and make sure the threes are dropping too. Because when they're if they can get into the situation where both of them are dropping threes left and right, left and right, that's when the Warriors stand the best chance. But if they fall behind, I, I kind of get a little bit afraid of their chances. And, I mean, ultimately, you have to shut down uh, the Joker in the middle there because, obviously, he can – I mean, he hit two threes back-to-back pretty much. So, that was pretty impressive as well. And he can definitely injure you. So, you got to shut him down as well. So, ultimately, I think this series ends uh, tonight. And I don't think it continues any further. But I still think it's going to be a really good game. So, I'd recommend tuning in. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. It's going to be very interesting. It's always fun to watch Steph Curry when you can. And 
like you said, I think, yeah, they're definitely going to put it away. They're two games up. The 76ers are only one game up, and they have a game tomorrow night. Do you think that they are going to put it away, or do you think the Raptors are going to try and take this to a game seven? I think they're going to try, and I think they'll succeed. This, this, this 76ers team is just, oh, it's so bad. I was watching them play, and, and they were missing wide open threes just consistently. They were getting shots blocked. They were just letting the, the they were just turning the ball over all over the place. They're letting the Raptors have fast breakaway points. They were just, I mean, it looked like we were watching the same play over and over and over and over again, where it's just a steal. And then the 70 or, and then the Raptors go on the other side of the court, they hit a three or they get it inside and they have an easy bucket and then back down and go on the other side of the court. And then they do the same thing over and over and over again. And it really just looked like this really, really sloppy 76ers team. And I just was super unimpressed with, with, with the play. I, I feel like with the 76ers team, they should have blown this Raptor team out yeah, of the water. What, I think, like, did you expect the no. Raptors to be yeah. able to have this record with them right now? Yeah, I was shocked to have have them come back like this. I, I thought it was going to be either a sweep or pretty darn close to it. I didn't, I didn't expect them to kind of get into a game two and actually have a chance to make it three and three and have to go to a game seven and prove it. I wouldn't honestly be that shocked if the 76ers got eliminated. They're playing that awfully. And I think in large part it's because of that dumb trade they did for Ben Simmons for James Harden. I don't think James Harden is giving that much to this team. And they're, and they're having to rely on a lot of guys. Other than James Harden, jo- Joel Embiid is having to take a big load. And he has a thumb injury, so you can't expect that much from him. But he's still out there playing and giving it his all. And then these other guys, that you, you don't have Curry anymore. You don't have Ben Simmons anymore. You don't have Drummond anymore. You don't have any of the guys that, are pl- that for a large part, were playing the basketball that the 76ers, that's the brand of 76ers basketball. I remember talking about it last, last season and saying, wow, the 76ers team looks good. These shooters are playing extremely well they all have a good chemistry you deal them all away to the nets and yes they got swept but i mean at least they got swept by the by the celtics you're not getting swept by the toronto raptors i mean there's a big difference here and if you end up losing you doubly lost the trade you lost it already but then you lose it lose it because you're losing now and you get you get turned over even though you had an opportunity to win the series outright pretty quickly and now you're dropping multiple games you lost by a huge margin it wasn't like you guys came back and got close you lost by a big margin so ultimately i think it's one of those things that it's probably not going to be a pretty ending um, if they do pull it out, I believe it'll be in a game seven, and I believe it will be by probably a three-point play at the very end of the game when they really need it the most and to get like a fortunate drop and a good roll or whatever. But I just think they just is not – I mean, I don't see a way for them to turn things around. They lost two straight, and they're not playing well, and they're not playing the same effort that we really expect from this team. And so I think right now the momentum seems like it's shifted from the 76ers, and now it's on the Toronto Raptors' favor – if we see even remotely the same type of game that we saw uh, last a couple days ago, maybe a day ago, if we get that same energy, then I, I think it's pretty easy to tell what's going to happen here. They got to be knocking down open shots if they have the opportunity for it. James Harden has to do something other than assist. You need to be scoring. You need to get into the scoring column. You need to be consistent. You got to get like 30, 40 points. You need to put the name on your back because that's the type of the pressure you put on yourself. And Joel Embiid, I don't think you should be putting that much pressure on him. If he loses this series, it not should, shouldn't just all fall on him all of a sudden just because he's injured. Uh, he, I mean, he can only do so much with with the thumb that it literally could not get worse as far as the injury is concerned. So ultimately it's one of those things that everyone's going to have to step up. Joel Embiid's going to have to play the best ball that he possibly can with an injury. 
but I'm just super un unimpressed with this team right now. If you watch the last game that they have, I would encourage you to do so because you'll understand fully what I'm talking about. You kind of have to see it to believe it because this is the 76ers team that actually had a chance last year. Now we're kind of looking at it and we're like, no, not even close. So ultimately, I think the Warriors will move on and get to the second round. I think the Raptors stand a great chance to maybe even move on, but I do believe that the 76ers will lose. All right, those are going to be really interesting games, and we'll have to see what happens tomorrow night. A lot of stuff going on. we got the draft and then that game to see if the Game 7 is forced by the Raptors. So we'll have to tune in for those things. And that is all we have to talk about for today. A uh, little bit of a shorter episode, but action-packed weekend coming up. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys on Friday. Thanks yeah. for getting together here. See ya. God bless.